to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Church be lit tonight. Whoa. <laughs> so we've been doing a series like Fifty Shades of Grace, and we kind of finished that this morning. I wanted to do like a little compressed version of it. It's a really cool story. It's a bit of fun, bit of banner. Um, I hope you enjoy yourself this evening. We're going to do stuff like this a little bit more in the future. So the story of Hosea is a pretty crazy story in the Bible, and we're finishing it this week because next week is Mother's Day, and on Mother's Day, I don't want to encourage people to bring their mum to church, and I call their mum a hoe, which is kind of what happens in the story of Hosea. Jeez. Don't want to get... Left hooked, right hooked, any hooked by someone. You know what I mean? Hashtag awkward. So what happens in the story of Hosea is there's this prophet called Hosea in the Old Testament. There's a book about him. You can read it for yourself if you want to check for it because some things I'm going to say in the next five, ten minutes, literally you're probably going to go, that's not in the Bible. Totally is. Not even lying. So there's this guy, Hosea, and he believes that God speaks to him as a prophet and says, you need to go take a woman of harlotry. You need to take a hoe, an ono, and you need to marry this woman and you need to have kids out of harlotry, out of whoredom, the Bible says. And so Hosea goes and he takes this woman called Goma to be his wife. And it says that Goma's, like, mum's name um, meant two cakes. And her name, two cakes, is two cakes because that's literally the price you had to pay to sleep with her. Because Goma and her mum had grown up being Canaanite temple prostitutes and people would sleep with them to worship their God and to ask the God to bless them. Now, Hosea is in this situation where God says, I want you to go marry a woman of harlotry. I want you to love her and build this whole family. And he says, you're going to have kids of whoredom. So he basically says to Hosea straight up, listen, you're going to go in this situation. I want you to know these kids, they're not going to be your kids. It's a mad story. And Hosea steps into it. And you know what happens? You see he has three kids and you literally can see how he sets himself up ready. He prepares himself mentally like, yeah, this is going to happen. I'm going to marry her. The kids aren't going to be mine, but I'm going to still keep going. And we're going to build this family. I'm going to pursue what God's got for me. So he has the first kid. The first kid's called um, Jezreel, which means God sows. So basically, Hosea is like not saying, not thinking of the, the, the man involved who, who did the sowing. He's thinking his eyes completely on God. God sows. God sows. God gave me this kid. God gave me this kid. This kid is mine. I'm going to love this kid. I'm going to cherish this kid. I'm going to treasure this kid. This kid's going to be part of the family. And then the second kid comes along, and once again, he looks at the kid. The kid is clearly not his, and he is like, there is no mercy. He's struggling. He's breaking. He's at breaking point. He's hitting his limit. There's no mercy. There's no mercy. There's no mercy. And he finds himself in this position at this point where he's, his world is falling apart. He's struggling to keep it together. Um, he, he thought things would get better in their marriage. And then they have a third child. By the third child, he looks at the third kid. The third kid isn't his either. And he goes, calls the third child, not mine. And at this point, Hosea is broken. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. This kid is, these kids aren't mine. I'm done. I'm finished with this. That's his mentality. But then God comes along and speaks to Hosea. And he speaks to him about this key phrase. He says, go again and love a woman who's been with another man. Go Go again, go again. And I think the key thing is that the children of Israel were watching this, and you and I, we watch people. We watch people's lives. We watch the Kardashians. We watch all this stuff. We get all excited about stuff that happens between, what was it, Chloe and, and Jordan um, and all that beef going down. People, millions of people tuned in to watch some show with what, one of the Smiths about the, all the gossip that happened, and everyone's like, oh, what happened in their relationship? We're, we're kind of like this. We're kind of looking at these kind of things. And the children of Israel are no difference because this was their TV show, and everyone was hearing about Hosea, the prophet who'd been told to marry an oh-no, just because she dances loco, don't make her 
no, no. And so the people are, are watching this and they're like, this is crazy, this is messed up. And so they get together and they're ready to stone him, like not marijuana, they're ready to kill this guy. And they're picking up rocks, ready to dash at him and kill Hosea. And there comes this awkward moment where Hosea stands around the people and he just starts flowing in the gifting that God's given, which is prophetic. And he turns around and says, well, actually, the thing is, God says that you were slaves in Egypt. He took you out of Egypt, freed you from your slavery, just like Gomer had been freed from her, her prostitution, brought out. He loved you at Mount Sinai. He gave you the vows and you said that you are my God. He said that you are my people. And you entered into this marriage relationship and he goes, you guys have been like spiritually adulterous the whole time. You've been chasing after Baal. You've chased after all these other gods. Every single thing you could have put before God, you've put before God. But then he says this, but he says, but God says that he will pay the price for you and he will love you and he will take you back and he will cherish you. So God says to Hosea, go again. So Hosea goes and buys back his own wife with his money. He literally goes with his money and some flour and buys his wife back and he loves her and he cherishes her. Jody and I were at this really cool pastor's conference this week, um, Ecclesia in Milton Keynes, and one of my good friends there, I'm gonna leave his name out just because the story is so cool, but I'm gonna leave it out. Um, he, he's white, his, his wife's black, and she's got a kid um, from before they were married. They've also got kids together as well, and they're also adopting kids. They just can't stop. Choose. They literally are the story of Jose, and not like that, but it's in like, <laughs> this kid's mine. <laughs> like, I'm adopting this one. And it's so cool. Amazing, 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 amazing people. And he had this cool story where he was just telling me how all these years ago, he was like taking his son, his stepson, to go see his wife at work. So they've gone, they've had this nice time at Lina lunch break, and he's going, okay, it's time to go now. And the boy does not want to go home, but mum has to go back to work. So he's grabbed the child and put the child over his shoulder because the boy is screaming. And as this is happening, it's gathering attention because there is a black boy over the shoulders of a white man, and the boy is screaming that it doesn't want to go with him. You can see where this is going pretty quick. So someone calls the police, as you should. You should, you should. If you see that scenario, what are you going to do? Don't take me away from my mummy. And um, yeah, the police turn up and he's like, oh no. So the police come along, my friend is standing there and there's this fantastic moment where um, lucky for him, his son loves police officers. So as soon as he sees the police officers, he's so excited. And then they go to him, go and ask him, ask him who I am. And he goes, who is this man? And the kid goes, oh, he's my dad. And the whole thing just brings it back down to a level. It's really funny because actually on his Dropbox now, he carries around like his legal right to parenthood for this child because he is never going through that again. But yeah, no, literally, head on Dropbox, showed me, boom. He goes, I, am, I, don't, leave, he goes, like, I don't leave home without it kind of thing. You know, I take this everywhere I go. Yeah, you can imagine what that had been like in the middle of central London, all these people running around and you've got this kid screaming that and then someone's calling the police and then police are there. It's just a horrific moment. But actually, it wasn't just a horrific moment, it was a really true moment, because actually, as I was listening to a story and thinking about the series we've been doing, I realized something, that I realized that's exactly what it is like. That you and I, I'm assuming here no one here is of Jewish heritage, I'm not. I know, I look like a rabbi, I'm not. <laughs> we weren't what the Old Testament would call his people, and yet he calls us his people. That, that Jesus came and he paid the price for our sin and he brought us back. That though we weren't his and though we'd gone astray, he paid the price to make us his own. 
And one of the cool things Hosea did with his kids was he sat all three of them down and he said, listen, I need you to know something. I know what your names are. I know that you're sows and I know that you're no mercy and I know that you're not mine. I need you to know something. You will find mercy. You have mercy and I love you. And I need you to know right now that you are mine no matter what anyone says, you're my kid. And I started to think about that story and I started to think about actually that's exactly what it is like with God in the, in the awkward situation, in the moment. In Hosea, the people are there and Hosea brings it all to a close by saying to them, listen, don't bring any offerings, don't bring a bull, don't bring grain, don't bring any of these things, just bring your words. Speak a new word into reality. Come to God and just say, I'm sorry, I want to turn back to you. And then he will receive us back as his kids. The cool thing is today is that you and I can come to God in all different kinds of mannerisms and all different kinds of ways and expressions and moments, even through Prosecco and, and the gospel and night like tonight. But that we have access to God where we can come to him and just like that little boy over my friend's shoulder, we can just go, it's my dad. Because he paid a price on the cross and brought us back. And in Hosea's life, we see him love his wife and bring his family back together, but actually what we see is that you and I, all of us, whether we like to confess it openly or not, have been nothing like a ho to God. We've just run off after all the other things we could put before him, we have put before him. But yet he says, nevertheless, they're my son, they're my child. I love them, that's my bride. And I'm stepping forward and I'll pay the price. And he paid the price 2,000 years ago on a tree in Calvary as he was hung on a cross and died for our sins. I'm going to pray for us because I want to keep this real, real short. Father, I thank you for your grace and your goodness towards us. I thank you, Lord, that every single one of us here today, Lord, this evening, we have a moment where we have every opportunity, not just now, but any moment from now on in our lives where we can always come to you and we can just say, you know what? I'm in a pickle, all the pressure's building around us. And we can just say like that little boy, no, that's my dad. That's my dad. And know that we will walk away with you because of what Jesus has done on Calvary and on the cross for us. I pray, Father, that maybe some of us today have come with a bit of a pickle going on in our lives, some craziness, some madness. I thank you, Lord, that you meet us where we are and you don't leave us that way, but you bring us out. I pray that this week would be a week where we encounter hope, peace, and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yeah, if you want to um, knock yourselves out, finish up whatever Prosecco we've got left, and then a little while, maybe in about uh, 20 minutes, um, that'll be it for this evening. Next Sunday, sadly in the morning, for those of us that are night walkers, um, in the morning, next Sunday, we've got our Mother's Day service. It's going to be really, really cool. We've got a giveaway that we want to give away to all the women, not just mums, because we celebrate all women, because you know what? Even women that can't have kids are still mums. I've been mothered by so many women throughout my life that are not my mum, that have helped me in so many ways. We're going to celebrate all women. It's going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing Sunday. So make sure you're there. Bring a woman that you want to celebrate with you um, next Sunday. Um, yeah, cool. Enjoy the Prosecco. And, uh, Prosecco. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london.